Hey, welcome to Does Buffy the Vampire Slayer Suck? Where we're going to examine the beloved 90s TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer and see how it holds up in the modern era. So the idea for this podcast basically came up because it's coronavirus time. Everyone is stuck inside. So basically, me and my friends have been doing a lot of talking about TV shows on Facebook. A lot of 90-day fiancé chats <laughs> and uh, hanging out on Zoom. And it came up that one of my friends doesn't know Buffy the Vampire Slayer very well. Another friend is mostly familiar with the latter days of the show. And then I brought in one of my friends who is a super fan, much as I am. And we thought this would be a cool podcast since we're just sitting around fucking talking about TV and hanging out on Zoom anyway. We got two Buffy veterans and two Buffy newbies, and we're gonna start watching Buffy. And I mean, there hasn't been a Buffy podcast in like six or seven months <laughs> since someone started a new one. So let's do it. For this episode, you know, we just uh, recorded our introductions, our histories with Buffy, and discussed the pilot episodes. Welcome to the Hellmouth 1 and 2. And then all of a sudden, we thought it'd be a pretty short podcast, and it's like, oh man, we've been recording for like two hours. That's way too much. So we're going to split this up. We're going to make these smaller episodes. So this is our introduction episode, where we just talk about what Buffy the Vampire Slayer means to us. <laughs> you can get to know your fabulous hosts, and then uh, we'll start talking about episodes proper next episode. So without further ado, here we go! Hey everyone, welcome to our new podcast, Does Buffy the Vampire Slayer Suck? Where we're going to look at this old-ass weird show with the worst title in the history of TV and figure out what the fuck's going on. Does this show suck or what? What's this all about? So we're here with, I'm I'm your host, I'm Keithy McKeith Guy, uh, and we got Mikey and Ray Ray and Jewel Jewel. That's us. Hello. <laughs> so basically, the uh, the origin story of why I had this idea. So Rayanne was on a podcast. What was it called? The First Impressions podcast? First Impressions by my friend Sam Weiss. And yeah, she brought up, I don't remember how it came up, but Buffy came up on that show. And you mentioned like, oh, yeah, I've seen one or two, like whatever, weird show. And she's like, oh, you got to watch it, but you got to get to season two. And that brought back so many memories for me of being a Buffy fan, because that's like, man, every Buffy fan in the world has been in that situation of like, look, I know it sounds stupid. And when you start to watch it, it is stupid. But if you can get over all these hurdles, once it gets going, it's like the coolest show of the 90s. Well, one of the coolest shows of the 90s. That's just so upsetting. Why does something need to be so hard to get to what's good? It was like that Netflix show, Making a Murderer. And like everyone was like, oh, episode four is incredible. They were like an hour plus episodes. There's no way I'm getting through that to get to episode four. Make it good now. Making a Murderer is a perfect comparison to Buffy the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I think it'll be interesting to talk about with Buffy because, like, I think it is pretty clear what, what happened with the show. It's not so much that it takes a while for it to get good. I think it's, it's more a reverse situation here where it's amazing that it got good after only a half season. Like, they did a little half season where they didn't know what the fuck was going on. 
And then it's like they spent that summer, like, let's figure this shit out and make this not as terrible as it sounds. But but it started off weird. It doesn't sound terrible to me, though. Like, it sounds exactly like the kind of show I would like. And it sounds intriguing and it's a cool idea. And so I was excited to watch it. The problem is that, at least for me, growing up, like, in the era where this was, like, popular or the reason I never watched it was because the movie was so bad. Yeah. And I, and I guess the movie, uh, like reading more about it, like it, it sounds like the movie, like he sold the script or whatever, and then they made the movie and it was not at all like what he had envisioned, uh, Joss Whedon. So it's like kind of a miracle that he got to kind of like enact his vision eventually on TV to a movie that was kind of, like everyone kind of understood that that movie was bad. Did... Was it like an in-theaters movie? Oh, yeah. It was like Christy Swanson. Was that her name? Yeah, it was very famous back in the day. Like Mike mentioned, like, should we watch the movie just to, just to you know, be sure of we got everything covered? But uh, even though I love the show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I've never felt the urge to ever go back to the movie in all these years. <laughs> so I was like, nah, like maybe we'll watch it later is a weird side thing. But you have seen it. I did because like it was really popular and famous at the time whenever that was like 93 or whatever everybody saw it every oh. all of my friends watched it it was just the dude where's my car that summer it was just the stupid movie that everybody watched and and i feel like it was the perfect title for that yeah because it was like a dude where's my car it's just a stupid movie you go watch and it's kind of funny oh buffy the vampire slayer that's funny oh she's buffy she's like blonde you know ditzy blonde in la and now she's and then, but she's thrust into the world of vampire slaying. <laughs> yeah, like it was just that basic inversion where he said, like, you know, is in every Friday the Thirteenth movie or whatever, the final girl, you know, there's a or every every horror movie started that way in like the '80s, where there's the the girl that's like, what, what's going on? Oh, I'm just gonna walk in the woods, and she gets killed, and you hit the credits, and that was his whole idea was just, what if that girl was a vampire slayer, and she doesn't get killed? That's cool. So, yeah, funny little, not the worst movie. Yeah, he said that it, they fucked it up according. I have no idea what his vision really was, but whatever it was, he didn't get to make it. But as the title for a seven-year epic series where characters grow and change and live and learn and laugh and love, what a bad title. <laughs> I would never in a million fucking years call a TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And I'm, like, impressed that he did it. Is it out there with some of the worst titles ever like is it cougar town level bad or the slap (laughs) i guess like what it makes me think of is like xena warrior princess you know it's like you get what's on the tin and like xena's not a bad show but it's not a good show it's like you watch it on saturday afternoon because nothing else is on and it's just cheesy nonsense and that's really what buffy sounds like and i think what you expect it to be and then it's 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 neat that it turns out to be this way deeper cooler better thing but man, what a hurdle to get over. Like, you know, just like I was thinking I would have called it like like they do this now. Like they call shows like Riverdale or whatever. Gotham mm-hmm. or Billy and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> but I just would have called it Sunnydale. Like, you know, mm. you don't have to call it Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer. Or Hellmouth. <laughs> I, or I was thinking that too. Yeah, if you want to go a little PG-13 with it, the Hellmouth. I mean, in the 90s, that definitely would have been like Hellmouth, California or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's oh, a good yeah. title. That's not bad. That's a great title. All these titles are better, but I like, I like respect in a way because apparently they, they pitched that to him too. They're like, you sure you want to keep this title? But he was adamant because it's like he basically Joss Whedon's thing was if you're not, if you think you're too cool to watch a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
then don't. <laughs> but I was one of those people. It's amazing I ever watched this show. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, it, I, I didn't watch it for years because of the name. And I'd seen the movie and it sounded, it didn't sound like anything I would be remotely interested in watching. Until so I think, the, so my origin story is when I was in university, people were watching, I think it was in season five. And I watched one episode just because they were watching it. And I was like, this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer? This is awesome. And then I went back to the start and watched all of it. Do you remember what episode it was? I do. I remember there's a very, if we ever get there, uh, there's a very like specific visual that happened in that episode that's like burned into my mind and I'll... I'll let you know when we get there. I mean, I guess we're going to try not to spoil too much for uh, Ray Ray and Jewel Jewel, but but could you tell me? They, they won't mean anything to them, or they won't remember by the time we get there, so could you tell me what it is? See if I know what episode. Yeah, it's like Spike, and he's like kind of had his arms like draped over like a crucifix. Oh, I forgot there's someone named Spike. Yeah, oh, you're going to love Spike. And he's like he's like smoking and burning from it or whatever. It's, it's just this image that I remember. And then when I rewatched it and I got there, I was like, oh, yeah, this was like the image that caused me to watch this whole show. This show did not come up in my life ever. I once, for the longest time... I like heard the name and so to me the show was called Buffy the Vampire. Oh. I had no idea that there was another part to it. That would actually be a, a cool <laughs> if they do a reboot, that would be awesome. And I none of my friends watched it. I never heard of it again until honestly, like maybe within the last ten years. And then it was kind of at like cult status, so people started talking about it again. But I don't know what world that I grew up in where it is it just never came up. I was if you're saying that movie came out in 93, I mean I was 8. So I and I lived in small town Newfoundland where there was no movie theaters. So maybe, but and the show started in 97. So yeah, like maybe cuz you're like 5 years younger than us, so maybe that's it. Maybe it yeah, just Yeah, but I like don't know. by then I was, you know, living in Ontario with like cool kids and i have a brother who's five years older than me so if things never got into his zeitgeist then it just like completely bypassed me i guess i should ask my brother because he never touched the show yeah well i was gonna ask uh, julian that because julian you said you saw some episodes with your sister is your sister older than you yeah she's six years older than me and she was the one that um was watching the show and i remember watching some of the earlier episodes with her but i like, for reference, when this show came out, I was 10 years old. Um, so I wasn't really into it. Uh, I started to get into it later on when my sister, I think, had fallen off of it a little bit, but kind of came back for season six and seven. And I remember watching a good chunk of, of season seven. So it'll be interesting to see if we get there, like, how much of it is actually familiar. I mean, beyond that, it was mostly, like, catching it in syndication at various times. And, like, I can... So I have this magic ability to watch any show from, like, the middle onwards. Um, so I would just jump in at random times and be like, oh, this is really interesting. Okay, I'll watch this, knowing none of the context or anything behind it. Yeah, Julian will watch anything at any point ever. He needs no context, and he will be sucked in, no matter what bullshit it is. Literally, sometimes that's better. I mean, I have a hard time doing that, but sometimes you really do. It makes a show into almost like a, a little mystery that wasn't intended, <laughs> but it makes yeah. it better. The interesting thing about this, too, uh, that makes it kind of harder for that is like, I feel like this is one of the first shows that was like aimed at teenagers or whatever that had like full season arcs and everything. 
it wasn't just like I mean, first season it gets a little bit episodic. Uh, there's still kind of an arc across it, but after that, that's like we're going into full like every show like that is like that now. But like back then, it was kind of a unique thing. Yeah, I think that'll be neat too if we get that deep in because uh, I do think like those episodes Julian saw were probably it's like a different show because yeah, like old school TV was uh, episodic and like Star Trek: The Next Generation, like everything wrapped up in one episode. New school TV is the opposite. Everything's a full year, big story arc that then usually doesn't resolve and actually becomes a five-year, never-ending story arc. And Buffy happened right in the middle. Like at the start, it was episodic. And at the end, it was these big, long storylines. And uh, it was like, even just as a, like a cultural artifact, I think Buffy's interesting because it also was before DVD players. Mm-hmm. So I remember I would go to like the music store in the mall and they would have these VHS like collections but it wasn't every episode of say season three because that's way too many tapes it's just like here's the good ones (laughs) you know here's like a four episode four tape box set of just the best season three Buffy episodes because we wish we could sell you the whole thing but there's no way yet to do that wow what a weird way to be re-watching tv you only ever see that and yeah trying to catch them all in syndication and stuff like it's a different world now like it is just a comp- like this even just that this show starts out in 4-3 I'm like what the fuck is this it's not even widescreen <laughs> <laughs> what is this shit I remember when I when I started watching when I was watching it cuz I went back and started from the beginning I remember at that time uh the I think it was the new VR <laughs> which is a station uh, like a cable channel here in Canada uh had it playing and they'd play two episodes every day so i had to catch up when i got to the point where i was at the same point where they were airing and then i could go to watching it on tv and i'd be able to watch two episodes every day nice but did you have to like schedule your life to be at your tv when these episodes happened Uh, i think i was recording them on the vhs heard of it (laughs) what's your choice that can be a good time though like i do kind of miss old tv when it works out because that's how i watched uh, star trek the next generation is like it was on every afternoon at 3 p.m and i was just like just gotta make sure i'm home and just watch it watch my stories every day and you can watch all seven years of it in like whatever a a summer yeah i spent a my teenage summers uh i was a nerd you see um was and (laughs) i watched like the star trek or sorry not star trek uh stargate series um, basically just catching them on reruns on space, another Canadian TV, uh, TV channel and just loved it. I had no idea what was going on, but you know, <laughs> I would jump in at like season three of Stargate and everyone, like all the relationships are already established and there's maybe a little bit of an overarching storyline that connects other episodes, but you know, just watch it and eventually catch up. <laughs> well, that's one thing that's funny is me and Mike were texting a little bit about like, we're just all, cause we know what's coming and we're ready for the roller coaster ride. We're like, Oh, this is going to be exciting. We haven't watched Buffy in forever. Cause one of our first like bonding experiences was oh, like Mike has the, uh, had the, the DVD box set of all seven seasons. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm going to come over. We should watch that. So we were like, oh, this is going to be great. But then we were talking about like, man, if we get to like the end of season two, if Rand's not into this show, it's not going to get any better. Like that's going to be trouble. But we weren't worried about Julian. For some reason, we're just like, I bet Julian's going to like this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like Buffy. I like Buffy a lot. Because something something happens too. In after season two, Angel starts the spinoff. Mm-hmm. And then... And then it's like, so if we really wanted to be completionist, we'd have to watch Angel in parallel with Buffy because they cross over a lot. They they go between the shows. Here's the thing. Even if I don't like it, which, spoiler, I really think I'm going to, um, I would still watch it. 
I hope we can get you. Nice. I, yeah, and I guess we'll decide on this stuff like when we get there. But I was thinking about that too. Like Angel, it, it's also a bit of a slow start, but maybe we could at least sprinkle in the important episodes or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. At least there's like a couple crossovers where it like the story continues from one show to the other show. Like maybe those. But yeah, Angel... Angel ends up being pretty great by the end. Like I loved it. Yeah, the only problem with Angel, like I, yeah, Angel season three and on was amazing, but the first two whole full length seasons, you got to watch like whatever that is, forty episodes that are like sort of finding their footing. It's absurd how long Angel <laughs> took to get good. But then when it got good, it was like super good. Did they just give TV shows a more of a chance years ago? Because that is so long. Even the six episodes that if people like who even like the show don't think they're great a great six episodes wouldn't that just be canceled today? Yeah, well, that's what happened to his third show, Firefly, the one that came out after Buffy and Angel, like half a season. And they're like, get the fuck out of here with this show. <laughs> Rest in peace. Because Firefly was on like Fox proper. Yeah. But like Buffy was on... WB. WB, yeah. right? So it was like a huge show for WB. It was like one of their biggest hits. That's why it had a spinoff too. Yeah. Even the WB guys, they admitted uh, later they couldn't at the time, but after whoever was in charge of WB at the time, because Buffy ended and then Angel went another year and then they canceled angel after five seasons but the guy said in hindsight like why did i cancel that show none of our other shows did remotely as good we should have just kept making angel (laughs) so yeah definitely i feel like they learned from that because isn't supernatural a wb show oh yeah and it's up to like season 11 or some shit (laughs) more 11 isn't it like 20 no not quite (laughs) so many wasn't angel or Buffy switched to UPN at, uh, after season five, right? Yeah, and then they didn't do really as many crossovers or any, just one, I think. So Buffy was on UPN, Angel was on WB? Yeah, Angel right? stayed on WB, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And it's a great example of like, you should just stay. That's the lesson I always remembered from, if I'm ever in this situation, from uh, Kevin Smith with his Clerks cartoon, is they offered him on like lower level um, networks they would have made the cartoon and he could have made it for years but he went with abc because abc is like big time and it literally got canceled after two episodes <laughs> yeah like never go to a big network mm. but yeah so my origin story with this show is uh my good friend brad who you all know i was like i just gotten out of high school i was like 17 i guess and i didn't go to or it was the, that summer right after high school i wasn't planning on going to university i was just hanging out for the summer and it was weird where it was just like, well, I'm glad I'm out of school and that pressure cooker's over. But socially, all my friends now, like, I'm not in high school anymore. I'm not going to college. It's like, oh, it really was just kind of me hanging out for the summer. <laughs> and uh, and Brad was like, have you seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And I was like, no, I haven't seen fucking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> what the fuck? And he's like, dude, like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but you really should check it out. And I already worked at a comic shop and I'm like, I'm already feeling a little self-conscious about my level of nerdery. Like, I don't, I don't need to be this guy who watches Buffy. <laughs> but he brought over a VHS tape. He recorded like the finale of season two. And he's like, basically, I'm just going to leave this here. You do whatever you want with it. <laughs> you know, and he went home. And I'm like, all right, let me put in this dumb show. And I'll be really interested to see that again, because, again, not having a lot of context, not... I mean, I basically knew what was going on. It's Buffy. She's a vampire slayer. I saw the movie. It's not that complicated. (laughs) But something about it just got me right away. I was like, holy fuck, Brad was right. What the fuck's going on here? Why is this show so good? 
And then that was my like lonely summer of watching Buffy reruns. And it's like sad to think of now, but I absolutely felt like they were my friends that summer. (laughs) Like the whole gang. (laughs) Did you get hooked even in season one? No. Well, then I went back to season one, you know, and eventually watched it. And it was, it was rough going. (laughs) It was like, it's, I mean, I guess as we'll talk about, like, it's interesting as a harbinger of things to come, but it's, it's. If it was like season one, I wouldn't have watched that fucking show. I have a weird parallel. Um, so another show that at, was terrible for the most part in season one was Person of Interest. Ugh. And like that show, I say it and then Rand's just like, ugh, what, what a terrible show. <laughs> um, it was on CBS. Like it should be a show that old people watch in a cop procedural, but it's legitimately really good. Um, and the first season is very bad for the most part. Uh, starts to pick up after like 18 episodes and it's very good yeah i always assumed because uh, yeah after especially i think buffy was what did it actually but i i have a lot of trouble with procedurals now because they're so formulaic and it's like i just really need if everything resets at the end of every episode like characters don't get the chance to like grow and change and learn and whatever and it's like it i just get so disinterested and it's like well i know everything i know at the 42 minute mark everything is going to be right back to normal yeah and yeah mm-hmm. so i always assume person of interest was like your standard cop procedural for the most part there's a good chunk of it that is um but there's always an underlying storyline that continues through the entire season so you'll have like the victim of the week type stuff but it finds ways to interestingly connect into the overarching storyline. Um, so I think it's a good balance between the procedural and the more serialized type of show. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, I think in the third or fourth season, it just says, like, what if we didn't do any of this procedural bullshit anymore and just told an interesting story about AI? Oh, I like that. Okay, guys. So after seven seasons, a movie, all of Angel, uh, the video games... We're gonna do this person of interest suck. Hell yeah! Don't forget, also uh, Buffy. They released official canonical comic books for season eight, nine, ten, eleven, and I believe twelve. Oh right! So after all of that, then we can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into those a little bit. They seem. They don't seem great. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Keith. If we never end, we never have to do person of interest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, too, yeah, worst case scenario with this podcast, this can just be to kick us off to do just whatever TV podcast, even if we, you know, just jump to something else. Do you remember, Rayanne, I pitched you this idea a couple of summers ago that I thought it would be so hilarious to do a podcast about Golden Palace, (laughs) Yeah, which was the the follow-up show to Golden Palace golden girls and the joke would have been that we would do a show like we're the number one fans of golden palace but we've never heard of the golden girls <laughs> yeah you were so excited about that idea <laughs> yeah like i just because uh, there's only like i think a season of that show or half a season i still don't know it would be hard to keep up the joke but the big joke would be <laughs> for the final episode we get our first ever piece of fan mail and it's like you fucking morons <laughs> anyway <laughs> We never made that podcast. (laughs) Yeah, probably a good idea. (laughs) So as Mike said, the basic origin story of Buffy the show was Joss Whedon was a writer who he's like a third generation writer. Like his dad and his grandfather all wrote for TV, which is weird. The only thing I know he wrote for before was like Roseanne, I think. But he wrote this Buffy the Vampire Slayer script and he sold it. 
and then yeah like mike was saying i guess they fucked it all up he said donald sutherland in particular would like ad lib and make up shit and ruin it which just seems funny because it's like what do you mean ruin buffy the vampire slayer i'm sure he didn't fuck it up that bad (laughs) but then basically wb was just you know a garbage network making garbage and they had the rights to buffy so they're like all right we're gonna make a buffy tv show because who gives a shit you know we'll just make it and put it on tv and some dumb teens will watch it but Joss had a thing in his contract that they had to, he had like, like right of first refusal. They had to ask him first if he was interested in running the show. And they just assumed at that point he would like, uh, he co-wrote Speed and Twister and all this shit. He was doing fine. He was like writing Hollywood movies. So they're like, there's no way he's going to want to, but we'll ask him. And when they asked him, he was super jazzed because he's like, fuck yeah, finally I can show everyone the Buffy I wanted to make the vision that I had (laughs) everyone was like all right that's fucking stupid but Mm. whatever (laughs) do whatever you want and yeah like it took him a little while to get his footing but the weird thing is he did it like now it's this famous show that me and Mike can't stop talking about how much we love it (laughs) so so, yeah and I guess I should say too I came up with the title uh, does Buffy suck because I just (laughs) I kind of like those like combative (laughs) titles it was not democratic he just came up with it created an instagram account was like we're doing this i just like the idea that uh because especially yeah like buffy fans really are so hardcore and stuff that like and there's so many buffy podcasts i think the third podcast i ever heard in my life was a buffy podcast it was like a harry potter one uh a firefly one and then a buffy one so i was like there's no need for another buffy podcast no so i was thinking like if someone sees the name they'll be like what the fuck they better not say it's <laughs> we should make our uh, our log line for this podcast the first and only show about buffy the <laughs> yeah. i think though because well my original idea for a title was like finally a buffy the vampire slayer podcast but i'm pretty sure somebody else already has a title almost exactly like that so we're even late to that joke of course All right, that was our introductory episode. Thank you for coming along with us on this Buffy journey. I guess I don't quite have all the details sorted out yet of uh, where you can find us and whatnot. But wherever you found this podcast, feel confident that you can continue to find it there. And I hope you join us next time. We may not have a super consistent release schedule, but you know, we'll... uh, We'll see you when we see you. And in the meantime, if you'd like to drop us a line about anything, about your thoughts, about Buffy the Vampire Slayer in general, or specifically season one, we got an Instagram that's just Buffy Podcast. Drop us a line on there and uh, we'll blab about you on the show. How about that? All right, see you next time.